Hello, if you are listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. If you've been a long-time subscriber and were wondering what happened to me, well, here I am. Take a seat, grab a cup of coffee or a tea, and let's have a chat. I am Giulia Scarpaleggia, Tuscan food writer and cookbook author, and this is a special episode of Cooking with an Italian Accent. It's a special episode because after a year of absence, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about the things that have happened. But before this new special episode, I would love to thank you for the precious support, even during these months when we've been silent here with our podcast. I'm touched by your comments, humbled by your feedback, happy to know that this podcast brings some peace, inspiration and practical advice. If you listen to this podcast on Spotify or iTunes, why don't you come over to Substack, where this episode originated? I'll leave you the link to our newsletter in this episode's show notes. And now, let's start. Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia. I am a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now through my cookbooks and my blog, JulesKitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. First thing I want to tell you, this podcast is not dead. It is just on a break. As you may already know, Jules Kitchen is a family project that I share with my husband, Tommaso. Everything we do, the cooking classes, the online content, the collaborations with food brands, the newsletter, we do it all by ourselves. It's a team effort. We enjoy our work. It's fueled by the passion we have for food, communication, photography and Tuscany. But we are still just two people and we had to leave some projects behind to cope with everything. The podcast, sadly, is one of them. We started cooking with an Italian accent four years ago to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of our blog. We produced more than 50 episodes in two years. This medium surprised us. We received a lot of positive feedback, people listening to the episodes while jogging, walking, ironing or cooking. It was listened to in many countries around the world. However, it does require a lot of work, time to research, write, record and edit everything. And unfortunately, we couldn't devote the right amount of time to it. So here it is. This podcast is not dead. It is just on a break. We will resume it when we are sure we have the right amount of time to devote to this project. Still, you might expect some special episodes from time to time. And if you are a brand who believes in the power of podcasts and who wishes to sponsor Cooking With Italian Accent, turning it into a more sustainable project for us, just send us an email. We will be happy to consider a partnership. And now let's move to the second point we wanted to touch. Pretty much as long as the blog has existed, there has been also a newsletter sent out on a more or less regular basis once a week or once a month. First, it used to be just a way to announce a new blog post. Then it became something different, a more intimate and personal means of communication. In 2021, sick and tired of the continuous changes in Instagram's algorithm, we moved our newsletter to a new platform, Substack. 
thanks to the platform potential, we have invested more and more time in building our community of readers. As with the blog, also the newsletter is in dual language, in English and in Italian, and we have now more than 6,500 subscribers. For us, this is not classic email marketing. Our newsletter, Letters from Tuscany, is where most of our writing and recipes will live from now on. It is an anchor to Italy, to the Italian table and our loud conviviality. I wish this newsletter could be the voice of a friend, your friend, in the kitchen. It took me almost two years to find my voice on Substack because I had to make up with the idea that I was not cheating on my blog when I was sharing my recipes and stories on Substack rather than on Jules Kitchen. If I was Jules Kitchen, was I betraying myself? Was I looking down on what made me find my life purpose? Here comes my innate sense of guilt. But once you recognize it, you name it and you can silence it. Now I share my best food writing, random thoughts, personal stories and research recipes on Substack, while the blog remains an live archive of free, tested, reliable recipes. Basically, these are two sides of the same coin, two sides of the same person. Why do I like Substack? Because Substack is not just a newsletter, it's a community of writers and readers where I am constantly motivated to do better. I give myself permission to write about kitchen failures and disasters, the different varieties of tomatoes in a Tuscan market, cookbook crashes and the story of a marble table. Here I am the food writer I want to be because I'm not waiting for a magazine to hire me to write. I reclaim my space and the time to do this. The more you write, the better you get at it, as it happens with everything in life. Sourdough bread, omelets, summer salts, photography. So after more than two years of weekly newsletter writing with the most diverse prompts and seasonal inspirations, I find my voice in writing is evolved. First of all, because I silence my sense of guilt and that annoying inner voice constantly telling me, who are you to write about this? So who I am? Giulia Scarpaleggia, a Tuscan food writer and cookbook author with a Southern Baroque surname who writes weekly letters from Tuscany. A few more words about Substack. How does it work? You can subscribe for free or join our subscription-based program that grants you not only spontaneous posts and stories, but also tasted reliable recipes written by a passionate Italian home cook for other home cooks. Foodie guides about our favorite Tuscan towns, Q&As and interviews, monthly online events to cook and chat together, and access to a community of Italian food lovers. Our most recent project involves a serialized Tuscan cookbook that you will receive over the course of one year, a collection of tested classic Tuscan recipes to add to your cooking repertoire. At the moment, we already shared recipes for ricotta and spinach nudi, chestnut biscotti, roast pork loin, cauliflower flan, and dried porcini mushrooms. This is why, when you join our subscription-based newsletter, you are actively contributing to the making of letters from Tuscany. You buy as time to develop recipes, photograph, research, and write. You hold me accountable. Will I still write on the blog? Yes. My answer is a solid yes. I love Jules Kitchen dearly. I owe my blog a passion, a career, a vocation. Some of my best friends 
a flourishing business and a husband. What will change is the rhythm of my posts and what I'm going to share there. The Jules Kitchen blog is an archive of free recipes. There are actually more than 700 delicious Italian, Tuscan and seasonal recipes shared over more than a decade. The blog is the place where I will share occasional new recipes, where we would upload all the info for cooking classes and our edible experiences, food writing or recipe writing workshops, along with foodie guides of our favorite areas of Tuscany and beyond. And now let's move to the third point I wanted to touch. For the past two years, we've been working on a new cookbook. Time has come to announce it. Drum roll, please. Ladies and gentlemen, our cookbook, Cucina Povera, will be released on April the 4th and it will be available worldwide. What is this book about? So the Italians call it l'arte dell'arrangiarsi, which is the art of making do with what you got. This century-old approach to ingredients and techniques, known as cucina povera, or peasant cooking, reveals the soul of Italian food at its best. It starts with the humblest components, like beans and lentils, inexpensive fish and cuts of meat, seasonal vegetables, rice, pasta, leftovers, and through the inventiveness and resourcefulness of the cook, they result in unforgettable, delicious and satisfying meals. There are more than 100 recipes, all the best of the Italian cucina povera tradition, from my all-time favorite, pappa al pomodoro, I know you know it's a leftover bread and tomato soup, to Florentine beef stew, netto and ricotta nudi, Ligurian chickpea and charred soup, gem crostata, and Sicilian watermelon pudding. Soul satisfying, super healthy, budget friendly and easy to make. This is exactly how so many of us want to eat today. I hope you are just as excited as we are and we cannot wait to share more about Cucina Povera, the delicious recipes, the philosophy behind the book, the writing process and the photography. Because yes, I had the chance to cooperate with a very talented photographer. Or if you could see me now, I'm grinning. This talented photographer is obviously Tommaso, and I had the good luck to marry him. So are you curious to know how he was born? It was May 2020. In Italy, we were easing out of the first severe lockdown. We had just lost Tommy's mom, and I was six months pregnant with Livia. When we received an email from Judy Prey, the executive editor at Artisan Books, the email was saying... I'm writing to you because I'm a fan of your work and I have a cookbook idea that you could be the perfect author for. Tommy thought it was spam and he was about to throw it away when I entered his room with teary eyes. It was not a spam email, it was a lifelong dream knocking on your door. Actually, it was more than a dream. I like to think that this was a project we have been working on for years, since when I started the blog 14 years ago, since I left my daily job and since Tommaso and I decided to work together. It is made up of choices and leaps of faith. In one of the most difficult moments of our lives came the opportunity to write the book we had always hoped to work on, with a renowned international publisher on a theme close to my heart, the Italian Cucina Povera. That email led to an extensive correspondence with Judy about the suggested theme, the possible perspectives and chapters, the many recipes, 
the regions and traditions and the ingredients and principles of Cucina Povera. Month after month, I realized how Cucina Povera is the red thread that characterizes the way of my family has been cooking since I can remember. My approach to recipes and menus during cooking classes and the way I daily feed my family. We rushed to define a tentative index before Livia was born. I lulled her to sleep reading traditional books on regional Italian cuisine. I tested recipes in my kitchen while she was asleep in the other room and weaned her with fava bean puree and gnocchi alla sorrentina. This book is tightly knit into the past two years made of COVID lockdowns, pregnancy, isolation, and deep connection with nature and good friends, grief and inexplicable joy, newborn babies and toddlers, early mornings and late nights at the computer, infinite hours spent in the kitchen and pouring over drafts. Tommaso and I worked side by side, raising a baby and writing and photographing this book. The pandemic, Livia, and the work on this cookbook all happened together and they changed us in ways we could not expect. Now we are excited and frightened at the same time to finally share this second baby of ours with the world. Well, it was supposed to be a short special episode and I ended up talking so much. I miss podcasting and I hope we will find a way to come back to podcasting soon. In the meantime, you can find us on Substack where this episode is shared and where you can come to join the conversation. This is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. If you love this episode, share it with your friends and on social media using the hashtag Cooking with an Italian Accent and tagging Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you are listening to a podcast and share it with your friends. Don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany and join the conversation on Substack. Ciao!